Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the fourth and final episode of our mental health series for the year. Over the past few months, we have heard from three of our very own Sharp Mesa Vista experts regarding the impact of mental health on our overall well-being, mental health during the holidays, and the most common mental health disorder in the U.S., anxiety. On today's episode, we will be tackling another common issue for many people that has a direct relationship to our mental health, which is sleep. According to NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Health Illness, Approximately 50% of insomnia cases are related to depression, anxiety, and psychological stress. If you're wondering just how common sleep disorders are, NAMI estimated that about one in three people in the U.S. report difficulty sleeping at least one night per week. The consequences of sleep disorders are multifaceted, commonly affecting one's physical and mental health. Today, we are joined by Shelley Bambino, licensed marriage and family therapist at Mesa Vista, to talk to us about the connection between sleep and mental health, common sleep disorders, and what you can do about it if you or a loved one is struggling with sleep. So welcome, Shelby. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Emily. It's great to be here. Uh, so like Emily mentioned, my name is Shelby Bambino. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I have clinical experience treating patients ranging in ages from children to older adults who struggle with a myriad of different symptoms and disorders, including eating disorders, substance abuse, depression, anxiety, and much more. Um, currently, I'm working at Sharp Mesa Vista's COG and DBT intensive outpatient program, where I'm providing treatment to adult patients with symptoms of depression, anxiety, and other mood dysregulation disorders um, using the modality of cognitive behavioral therapy. Very cool. Thank you for sharing. So if you don't mind, maybe we just dive in. Um, so I know the National Sleep Foundation recommends getting seven to eight hours of sleep uh, for people over the age of 64, and then seven to nine hours for people ages 18 to 64. Um, and if you're if you're consistently falling behind, if you are consistently falling far below that recommendation, you know you could be at risk for a wide range of a serious health problems such as heart disease, diabetes, weight gain, and high blood pressure. So I'm wondering, Shelby, what are some of the factors that can make it hard for some of us to not get this recommended amount of sleep? Because most of us know that we need that amount of sleep, but obviously there are things that can prevent us. Yeah, I think this is such an important question because oftentimes um, we want to get the sleep and we're not getting it. And so we need to start with what's getting in the way. Um, there's a lot of different things that can get in the way. I'll just touch on a few of them today. So exercise is great. And exercising late at night can be make it harder for us to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Because of all those awesome um, chemicals that we're having released during that exercise, that can impact my ability to fall asleep. Okay. Others that go with that, any type of substances, so especially alcohol, marijuana, mm -hmm. oftentimes you'll hear people and patients saying, you know, I have to use it to get to sleep. Mm -hmm. And what we know is actually when we're using those substances, our quality of sleep is very poor. We have a lot of interrupted sleep, and it isn't actually helping our sleep despite that thought that it might be. Right. 
Yeah. Some of the other things that really impact is um, having caffeine late at night. If we, you know, we're trying to get something done at work and it's two or three or maybe four o'clock and I'll just sneak one more cup of coffee in and that could impact my ability Mm -hmm. to fall asleep. Um, Nicotine is another one, right? So Mm -hmm. any of these added substances are going to really impact my body's natural ability to get to sleep. We also do some behaviors that impact our ability to sleep. So for example, taking naps throughout the day right? We think, oh, I'm so tired, I need a nap. And then that impacts our ability to really get sleep at night. And we get in this vicious cycle of Mm -hmm. not getting enough sleep. Right. So those are some of the, a a lot of the main things that people fall into. The last one I'll say is too much light at night. Okay. So our body naturally, as it gets dark, starts to release the melatonin to get us ready for bed, prepare our body to sleep. When we have a lot of bright lights, whether it's from a TV or a lamp, that really impacts our body's natural ability to prepare for sleep. That makes sense. Thank you so much for explaining that. And I I know it's so difficult because there are things that are in our control and there's things that they're out of control, right? If you have young kids in, in the house, mm-hmm. there's things where you're caregiving for somebody. There's things we can't control. But I like that you touched on the things that we do have control over and maybe just for some of us, simple adjustments. Mm-hmm exercising earlier in the day, mm-hmm. stopping caffeine earlier, <laughs> not using your cell phone at night. So those are really great tips. Yeah. So in addition to sort of the physiological effects um, associated with, with the lack of sleep, which we won't get into all of those, but <laughs> there are quite a few, how can a lack of sleep or sleep deprivation affect your mental health? So this is a really important question, and oftentimes um, when people aren't sleeping is when they're the most depressed and the most anxious, Mm -hmm. because their body really isn't being taken care of. And there's a lot of research out there, some of the research, you know, showing that insufficient sleep leads to more car crashes, poor work performance, more conflict in relationships. So naturally, when we're not getting sleep, we are more irritable. Mm -hmm. We have a shorter fuse, we're quicker to anger, have a quicker temper. So the other thing that's important to mention is that sleep deprivation really starts to mimic psychosis. Interesting. So when I, yeah, and so when I go for a long period of time without sleeping, I start to think I'm hearing things, think Mm -hmm. I'm seeing things, not really be able to effectively engage with other people Mm -hmm. or with tasks. And so that's going to make everything harder. If I'm already struggling with some sadness, some anxiety, that's just going to elevate and amplify those symptoms instantly. Mm. It's this negative cycle, isn't it? Where you have a lot on your mind, so you can't sleep, and then you can't sleep, and it just you have a lot of on your mind. It just kind of goes back and forth, back and forth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's exactly that. And that's such an important thing is when it's hard for us to sleep, we usually are laying in bed thinking, I need to sleep. I need to get to sleep. Okay, I only have this much time left. I have to sleep. I have to sleep now. Right. And we get more anxious the more Mm -hmm. we don't sleep. Absolutely. Uh, So when you're laying there um, and say you do fall asleep, what is happening in your brain when you're actually asleep? So this is a great question. Sleep is so important for our growth. Uh, one of the biggest things that happens while we're sleeping um, it has, is related to our memory. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever stayed up really late cramming and studying for an exam, and you go and you take the exam and you, you did well maybe, and it went well, you knew the material, and then a week later you don't know any of it. Right. That's because when we sleep is really when our memories are going from our short term to our long term. 
Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And so if we are learning all this material, right, if I'm studying maybe at work or at Mm -hmm. school or in some type of program, and then I'm not getting myself the adequate amount of sleep, I'm really creating a ceiling on how much better I can feel Mm -hmm. because I'm not letting my body do that preparation, that learning for then the next day. Right. So you're... When you're asleep, your brain is essentially creating new pathways. It's cleaning itself out. Absolutely. That makes sense. So kind of getting back to our original topic of mental health and sleep, right? Because that's what we're here to talk about. Um, Which mental health disorders are commonly linked with sleep disorders? Are there any or is there an association? So there's, there's definitely an impact with our sleep and our different um, mental health disorders. Okay. So again, we, and the most common thing we see is there's a ceiling on how much better I can feel mm-hmm. if I'm not getting that adequate amount of sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, if I think about very specific disorders, bipolar is one of the first ones that pops into my head. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest predictors of, of getting into a manic state is not getting that adequate amount of sleep. So that's where it's so important, that consistency, that somebody who's struggling with the diagnosis of bipolar disorder, that they are getting that adequate getting to sleep at a reasonable time and getting six to eight hours, if possible, of sleep Mm -hmm. as a way to manage their symptoms. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes people can think, oh, I'm doing well right now. I want to go out with my friends or I want to do this thing. And that unfortunately starts to be the catalyst sometimes into these episodes that people are experiencing. Interesting. Well, it makes sense with what you explained earlier and just how important sleep is on our brain. Absolutely. Yeah. And the other one that really connects into is psychosis again, Mm. right? So any type of thought disorders, um, if I, because of that mimicking, right? So when I'm not sleeping, I'm having more of those symptoms Mm -hmm. just for anybody if they're not sleeping, Mm -hmm. right? If I'm struggling with a thought disorder and I'm not sleeping, it's all amplified Mm -hmm. and it starts to become really challenging to manage those symptoms. Mm. That makes sense. Thank you for sharing that. So whether someone or you know, struggles with a mental health disorder or they don't, um, what recommendations would you have in terms of treatments, um, lifestyle changes for those who are dealing with sleep issues? This is such an important question. And you actually said something earlier that was so important about what's within our control versus outside of our control. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's some things that it's just the nature of my life right now and what's going on. But the first thing we think about is we want to think about sleep hygiene, mm-hmm. right? So we think about like brushing our hair and brushing our teeth and taking a shower, our physical hygiene, but we oftentimes don't tend to our sleep hygiene. Mm-hmm. And so when we think about sleep hygiene, the first thing that comes to mind and the first thing we always talk about is if you've ever worked with kids or have kids yourself, right? Like we spend a lot of time getting kids into a routine to get mm-hmm. them to bed. Right. Like sometimes it's an hour, maybe two hours of showers, books, story time, all these things. Right. Right. But as adults, we expect ourselves to go to work, come home, make dinner, get the kids to bed, clean the house, and then now I need to fall asleep now. Right. Right now. There's a no transition. There's no transition. Right. And that's the biggest thing we want to start to install mm-hmm. is creating a routine. Okay. So a wind-down routine. Exactly. A wind-down routine that's going to be different for every person, mm-hmm. right? Some people in their routine, it might be a shower. 
um, in combination with maybe washing your face, brushing your teeth, maybe turning off um, all of the electronics in the home, mm-hmm. just having a soft yellow light on in the house, mm-hmm. or maybe you read for 20 minutes. Right. And then you do a little bit of listening to some quiet music before you turn everything off and get ready to bed. Mm-hmm. Right? As a, an example of one, it could be a lot of different things, but we want to think about how do I get myself into a routine that's going to be most helpful for me? Right. That makes sense. Yeah. The other things that I would want to think about, right, is if I'm having trouble sleeping, one of the biggest mistakes people make is... Well, if I wasn't able to fall asleep, then I'll let myself sleep in a little bit more so I can do the day better. Right. Right? So I didn't fall asleep till midnight, so I'm going to skip the gym this morning. I'm going to get a little more sleep. Uh-huh. That starts that dangerous cycle. Mm. Because then my body says, okay, it's okay. I'm going to get this extra sleep. And then I, I don't get myself onto that schedule that I'm working towards. Okay. So it's better just to take, you know, less sleep one day Mm -hmm. to help reset the cycle. Exactly. And that's the hope, right? With any of these sleep changes, we're not going to see a change right away, Mm -hmm. but it's something that over time, after doing this for a month or two months, that there is going to be a long-term impact, right? I'm not going to be able to necessarily go to bed at the same time every night if my body isn't tired. Right. However, I do want to do my best to wake up at the same time each day right. to start to train my body of this is the time to sleep. That makes sense. What goes with that, too, is then if I'm not tired, I don't want to stay in my bed. Okay. So oftentimes people will flay there. That's where uh-huh. the rumination and that anxiety uh-huh. of I'm not asleep, I need to be asleep. So we advise people get up and get out of bed. Don't go do something thrilling. Don't go do something that's going to wake you up more. We ask people, you know, get out of bed and do something that's boring. Hmm. Wash dishes, read something that you don't want to read that might get you tired. Right. Do something that's going to start to get you tired and then get yourself back into bed. We want to condition our mind that bed equals sleep. Not just laying there. Not just laying there. Exactly. (laughs) So those of us that might eat on our bed or play games, we really want to try, if we're having trouble with sleep, to let my bed be just to sleep, Mm -hmm. not doing other activities in there. I know. And that personally, it's so hard when you're laying there and you just think, keep thinking, well, five more minutes, I'll fall asleep. (laughs) Five more minutes. Mm -hmm. At least I'm laying down and resting my body. Mm -hmm. But, you know, after 30 minutes goes by, you start to think, am I going to fall asleep? And so Mm -hmm. lately I've been, you know, getting up and moving to the couch or reading a book. Mm -hmm. And even though it seems counterintuitive in the moment, like Mm -hmm. I should be laying here to fall asleep so I get more hours of sleep. If you can just get up for 10, 15 minutes and then try again, Mm -hmm. it's so much better than just laying there for hours. Exactly. And so with that, like, it's funny that you said 30 minutes because we usually say 20 to 30 minutes. If you haven't fallen asleep, get up. Mm -hmm. Don't turn the TV on. That's the most dangerous thing to do with all that light in there, right? That's not going to help you. But get up. Maybe you need um, to do some white noise to help you. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people like having a little bit of noise in the background. Maybe you need a little bit of a meditation, Mm -hmm. a guided imagery. Maybe you need to do something boring, wash some dishes or something. But doing something to help your mind quiet and tire so that you can get to bed. And I'll put a little shameless plug in (laughs) for those who are not familiar with Will. Will is a mindfulness app that we paid for for all of our Sharp employees. 
And they have a section in there just on sleep. Mm. And I found that if I lay there for 15 or 20 minutes and I can't fall asleep, especially when I feel like I'm ruminating or the reason I'm not falling asleep is because I can't turn my mind off. I know you're not supposed to be on your phone, but I'll quickly go (laughs) on. Um, If you have the iPhone, you can turn it to night settings. So you don't, at (laughs) at least you don't get the blue light, but you can go on just pretty quickly and turn on a 15 or 30 minute session and there's nice music that plays in the background or white noise you can kind of choose your style but that has been really effective in my own life and a lot of feedback we get from other employees just in helping to stop that cycle of getting your mind somewhere else Mm -hmm. so you can relax enough to fall asleep Mm -hmm. yeah exactly those are the things that really help because the biggest thing that keeps us awake is that worry Mm -hmm. That, okay, I'm not going to get enough sleep. I need to get sleep. So if we can start to quiet that mind, our body will follow. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I feel like, and I I don't know that this is an actual tip, but something that's helped me because I really deal with not falling asleep, um, issues with not falling asleep. And something that helped was stopping caring. Mm. And like you said, because you get into that cycle when you lay down and you're Mm. just thinking, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to fall asleep. How is this going to affect my next day? Um, and just kind of going into bed with the mindset of, I'm not even trying to fall asleep right now. I'm just going to lay here and enjoy the quiet and laying down for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of that reverse psychology, (laughs) right? Of like, I'm not even actually trying to fall asleep. And that for me has been pretty helpful Mm -hmm. and actually being able to just relax and then I wake up the next morning and it's great. So yeah. Taking some of the pressure out of it can yeah. be so helpful. Cause you kind of get in this mind of like, okay, go to sleep, ready, set, go. go. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so taking that, taking out. that time, especially if you haven't had a transition or even if I think that you use that transition time of, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to read my book. I'm going to have my cup of tea. You're like kind of preparing yourself. Like for game time mm-hmm. and then you get in bed and you're like, all right, ready, set, go fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So either way, um, it's just kind of gives you the space of like, I'm relaxed and I'm not focused on falling asleep, but yeah, thanks. absolutely. Totally. <laughs> There's a few other things too, that can be helpful quickly. Um, so the temperature of the space, mm-hmm. making sure it's not too hot and not too cold. Um, There's a variety of ideas. 68 is the one that we come back to oftentimes. Um, But if you're too cold, right, you're going to be focused on that. If you're too hot, you're going to be sweating and focused Mm -hmm. on that. So keeping a nice temperature in your space. The other thing that can help, too, is if you're having a hard time falling asleep, having a light snack, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe half of an apple, a banana, something that is going to help to sometimes we're keeping ourselves awake or rather we're staying awake. Uh, because we're hungry and our Mm -hmm. stomach is saying like, I I need something, I need something. And so if we give it something, sometimes that can help us to calm down a little bit too. So we can get into sleep. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Keep a light snack. Yes. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. And again, really thank you for all the information you shared today. I know it's helpful for me and uh, for our listeners as well. Um, and I think many of us, myself included, We know that sleep is important, but we don't necessarily fully understand or really appreciate um, the extent to which sleep or really a lack of it can seriously affect so many areas of our lives. Personally, I know I've struggled with falling asleep for a while. It doesn't happen every night, um, but, you know, I'm really motivated to start incorporating some of the tips and tricks that you mentioned to hopefully fall asleep faster. 
Thank you so much, Emily, for having me here today. It's been a pleasure to share my passion about mental health with you and with all of the listeners. Um, sleep is so important. And, you know, I think you said it so nicely, you know, taking some of that pressure off of ourselves, allowing this to be something kind of fun of, mm -hmm. you know, what's going to help me tonight? What different things do I need to do? Knowing that every night's different and mm -hmm. my body's going to respond differently, but trying to take some of the pressure and the anxiety out of that mm -hmm. and letting myself say, okay, you know, if I don't get sleep, I might have a harder day. I can get through that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. That's, Thank you so much for having great. me. Thank you so much. All right. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and, you know, you came away with some useful information for yourself or someone that you know. Uh, if you are struggling with sleep, we encourage you to start incorporating some of the lifestyle changes that Shelby mentioned talk to your doctor or a therapist and get help. Um, the more that you can address this, the, the better it is. It does impact, you know, you physically, um, mentally. So make sure you're taking care of yourself. And then, as I mentioned earlier, as the shameless plug-in, there is, uh, or there are sessions available on Will for sleep, if that's something that you'd be interested in checking out. So we will go ahead and link the um, page to Will on Sharpnet in the uh, show notes so you can uh, explore it more there. Um, and as always, we would love to hear from you if you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes. You can always email us at sharpbesthealth at sharp.com or again, you can find our contact information in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on SharpNet.